Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast, series number two, getting underway tonight. I'm Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer, my boss, sports editor of the Union Tribune, Jay Posner. Jay, uh, I know you were there yesterday. Talk to me, Jay. What did you think of Chris Paddock, and will they not just waive the five-year waiting period, <laughs> but can they put him in the Hall of Fame before he retires? Before he retires? How about before his next start? I mean, come on. I, I love this kid. I'm joking, but I realize that we've all lost our minds. But what did you think? You know what? I think I, sometimes I think it's worth losing our minds a little bit. <laughs> you you got to, but but no. I mean, realistically, you can look at it objectively and say that Chris Paddock looked really, really, really good. Now there are circumstances that they were playing the Giants. The Giants stink. All that stuff, but. You know, watching Chris Paddock pitch, he just he looks like a guy who's going to be a star, and and I just you just hope with guys like this that everything stays the same and that he gets it he gets a chance. He's already had the one big injury that he gets a chance now to show how good he can be because he looks like he could be really good. Now, Kevin, I do want to point out though this is a historic podcast because never before, and we could have been doing these for three years now, four years even. Never before have we done one where the Padres were over 500. Um, so wow, it's, it's going like to Andy Green right now. I know it's going to take right. It's going to take a little getting used to, but uh, you know they uh, they've even got a two game cushion on it. Um, but back to Paddock, I I, I just I, I don't know how you could not be impressed uh, with him. I thought you know I went home after the game and watched the replay of the Pablo Sandoval at bat. And even the pitch that Sandoval hit almost 400 feet to center field was a pretty good pitch. I mean, it was it was out of the strike zone. Um, but sometimes, you know, sometimes hitters just beat pitchers, and that's that's what happened. They made him look, work a little more the second time through the order, but he he looked great. I mean, he's got he's got three pitches that work, and he's got control, and and he looks like he looks like there's nothing that's too big for him. He looks like he knows he belongs. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm not telling you anything that you probably don't think. Times 100. Well, <laughs> I will say, <laughs> you're, you're right, Jay. I mean, it was the Giants, just like it was spring training, you know, when we were all excited before. And, 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 uh, but, look, it, it's, even, it's more than he's handled everything that's put in front of him. You know, you can only do what you can do, right? But it's that the way he's gone about it. We don't need to gush anymore. We have 20 years of Cy Young caliber uh, <laughs> pitching to be able to talk about Chris Paddock. Jay, you're, my, I guess my other big takeaway is, like, Manny Machado is 3 for 15, and the Padres are 3 and 1. Uh, I think that there's not very many people who would expect that his first year will be like Eric Hosmer's first year. There's great confidence that, that Manny Machado is going to be Manny Machado. And so, wait, they're three and one. He's making defensive plays. He even beat out a, you know, what seemed like it was going to be an inning-inning double play to get the game-winning RBI, his first as a Padre. I think that's a positive takeaway four games into the season. No, I, th- I, I would agree with that. And, and you know, I, I think it's one of those things, stats are always overemphasized good and bad at the start of the year because yeah. Manny Machado, I'm sure, through his career has had dozens and dozens of stretches where he's gone three for 15 um but and you know several each year in fact but in in the end yes. you would expect his numbers to be about what what they usual usually are um you know yesterday and and the hustling thing you know he got down the line he beat that play by about an inch two inches um you know whether Bo- yeah. even if Bochi could have gotten his challenge 
done in time. It wouldn't have mattered. They were going to keep it. Uh, they were going to keep it there as safe. But uh, I, I think that would have been a bad moment for for a double play for for many reasons. But I mean, oh. the the energy in the place yesterday when he came up in that situation, that's just something we haven't seen a lot of in in recent years. I mean, the crowd was chanting Manny, Manny. I mean, people are are dying for this guy to be great. And so yeah. far, he's been great. He's been great defensively. Uh, he made a, a catch in the net the other day. He made a diving catch across the foul line of a bunt. He made a, a, a great play yesterday, you know, throwing from his knees, as did Fernando Tatis Jr., made a great play in the hole. I mean, that the, the defense has looked very good, especially on the left side uh, of, of the infield, which is what, you know, which is what we expected. And it's just it's hard to think Manny Machado's suddenly going to forget how to hit uh, here. Now I said that about Eric Cosmer last year for about four <laughs> months, and it looked like he did. But this year, so far the last two, the last couple of games, um, you know, I think what do you have three hits on Saturday night? Um, yep. And then he had a and he had one a, for two yesterday. Right, or one, had, for three one for three. He right. He had a big he had a big hit uh, yesterday to uh, to drive in the first run. So. Off the top of my head, I believe that uh, the guys hitting in front of uh, Machado are eight for thirteen. I updated that in my head, but I believe that's the truth. I, I remember seeing an eight, an eight for thirteen stat. I don't know if that was the last, the last one. It might be eight for fourteen. I, I don't know, but whatever it is, that yeah, I mean, guys are obviously hitting there. I I, I thought it was fascinating yesterday that Bochi walked Hosmer to to get to Machado. <laughs> uh, I mean, I kept flashing back to last year, like, geez, did did you watch Hosmer hit last year? Um, it almost worked, though. It, it did. Um, it did almost work, and and it was one of those things where you know that was one of those situations where the the manager would look like such a genius if it happened. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I don't think he looks bad that it didn't happen, but it it's just he, he would get so much credit if it worked, uh, and and it, it it almost to to Bochy's credit, it almost did. Uh, but I feel kind of bad for Bruce. I mean, he's had such a great career. Oh. He's been through so much in terms of bad teams and, and he's had so many great moments as well. I mean, here, uh, as a player and a manager and obviously in San Francisco, and he just doesn't look like he has a whole lot to work with, uh, up there. And he's, he's going to end up, he's going to end up as a hall of fame manager with a losing record in the regular season. It's just, it's just kind of incomprehensible to, uh, the ring is the thing, about. Jay, the ring. That's uh, that's what I've heard. So when are the Padres going to be si- sized for their rings, Kevin? Is that happening? Uh, is that uh, happening this week or maybe not enough time? But it's, it's coming, right? 2021. Oh, okay. Hey, yep. uh, the Diamondbacks are coming to town, and 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 I want to talk about two things briefly. The Diamondbacks, who might not be much better than the Giants, and who might not be best better than the Giants for a while, because neither one of their farm systems are worth a darn. Uh, but the Giants actually have money that uh, they will spend at some point, probably. Um, let's talk about them. And then I want to talk about the pitching and the pitching staff and how it started off well and how the Padres are still trying to find a starting pitcher and what they might do. But uh, there's a guy pitching, as we tape this on Monday morning, uh, that Merrill Kelly is his name, and he's never pitched in the majors. He had success in Korea. He's been in the independent leagues when he was here before he went to Korea. He won a job in spring training. Zach Greinke and Robbie Ray – very good pitchers. We'll follow him. But tonight, Merrill Kelly making his major league debut against Matt Strom, making his first real start as a Padre. This guy, look, I'm excited to see Matt Strom. No, I am too. We've talked about Strom before. We're both we're both fans of what what Strom did last year and what we think he can he can be this year. I'll be honest. I'd never heard of Merrill Kelly until I opened the paper this morning and saw his picture there. 
uh, on page seven. You know, this is the kind of guy that in the past, past Padre teams, Merrill Kelly yep. would throw seven innings of three-hit shutout ball against a past yep. Padre team. And there's no reason it might not happen again tonight. They also, they also, yeah, exactly. They also might get five runs off him in the first inning. You never know. The Diamondbacks have had huge pitching problems in the first week. Uh, I think the Dodgers scored 42 runs in the four games uh, up in LA. They hit eight home runs on the on opening day. Uh, Arizona's got some offense, though. I, I mean, they scored more than 20, I think 23 runs, maybe. So that's more than twice as many as the as the Padres scored over the weekend. And, you know, the Dodgers have some decent pitchers, and and uh, Arizona battered them around. One one guy had a good weekend was Adam Jones, the uh, the San Diegan, who's, who will be back home uh, here tonight. And, and Peralta also had a big weekend. So they've got some guys who can – who can hit the ball mm-hmm. and and uh, look as we as we saw last year when the Padres were terrible, but still there's times where they're going to win two out of three. You're going to lose two out of three. However it goes, you just got to you got to look at each game. But it's uh, it's always interesting to see another team uh, come in. But I think they'll test the Padres. These pitching the pitching staff that you mentioned that only gave up five runs in four games. I, I think they're it's they're going to have a better test this week against Arizona's lineup than they had against San Francisco's, don't you think? Yeah, even without Paul Goldschmidt, you've got what you would think are younger. Because, uh, <laughs> oh, man, are the Giants old. Uh, <laughs> but you got younger and you've got, you've got better hitters. Uh, and, it, and it will be. I Look, I thought Brandon Belt's quote yesterday was interesting. I'm not sure if he was talking about Paddock, and if he was, he's a big jerk. No, I'm kidding. But uh, Brandon Belt, the Giants' first baseman, made a valid point. I, I do. I'm. Hey, look. I think it's great what you, how the improvements that Joey Lucchese and Eric Lauer have made. And I'm big on uh, Strom and, and Paddock. Uh, congratulations to Nick Margavichis, who made his Major League debut. But, but really, these aren't, like, overwhelming guys. And the, and the Giants' first baseman, uh, Brandon Belt, said that, that very thing. He said they're good. They know how to pitch. We'll see what happens when we face them next time. That, that is a great point about this Padres rotation that, uh, you know, especially Lauer, Lucchese, um, and uh, Margavichis for however long he's here. Uh, these aren't like future aces, um, as at least how the Padres see them. That's not me saying that. That's the Padres. Strom and, and, and Paddock may be, but uh, we're going we're gonna to see how this develops. The Padres believe, they're monitoring it. Uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but they believe in order to contend, their pitching staff has to be, I would say, deeper. Uh, guys that are somebody that can take some innings and keep their bullpen fresh. Um, so they continue to, uh, to try to work something out. Okay, so that leads me to my to my question for you then is where where do things stand in terms of in terms of acquiring a pitcher? What are what are the chances of that? I mean, you see Dallas Keuchel's name come up every other day. Um, you know, one problem with a guy like Keuchel is he hasn't been pitching. Um, you know, we always hear about how the pitchers need six weeks of spring. Tra- the spring training has to be as long as it is because the pitchers need all that time to get ready. So. Even if they were to sign Keuchel today, um, you know, when is he contributing to the team? A month from now? Um, so, yeah, because he, he, he's been pitching, you know. Uh, yeah, sure. You know, I mean, yeah. He, uh, it's not like uh, what he'd have to do. So we're talking about, I mean, this is a pro who, who knows how to get ready. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, sign today. He's, he pitches in May. And I did not know it was going to come out like that. Sign today, <laughs> pitch in May. That's my slogan for the day. Oh my goodness! I can't stop. Um, but but, but uh, 
Here's the issue with Dallas Keiko. Once multiple years, I don't think they've even got him down to two years. Once 15 mil average. So you're going to commit that much money to a guy who, if you really loved him, you would have signed him at 20. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and he would have signed and, him a month ago, so that he would have been helping right. him right now. Right. And and then let me just say this. I, I've got a, a note that I'm just waiting because it's somewhat timeless, uh, but it's it's written and it's ready to to uh, put out there. Uh, the Padres players talk about it like all the time sitting in their clubhouses the Nelson Lamette who they believe is an ace mm-hmm. and Garrett Richards who has been an ace right. in the past and like and so there's that um and you're talking about Keiko long term and and then you've got Paddock and you've got Strom Lucas Lauer maybe Margavichis but I'm, I'm you know I'm you're you've got a lot of guys oh Mackenzie Gore Luis Patino Adrian Morajon um what are you going to do? Well, and you didn't even mention the guys that that are going to be at AAA, like Al, like Logan Allen and Cal Quantrill. Oh, 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 forgive me. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So what I'm saying is, if if Dallas Keuchel was 2015 Dallas Keuchel, you know, Cy Young Award winner, by the way, yeah. um, and they loved him, that conversation could be a little more muted. But given what the entire league believes that Dallas Keuchel is, is um, not what Dallas Keuchel was, and the money that's still involved and the pipeline that the Padres have and the guys they already have on their roster, on the DL and not, or on the IL and not. Um, IL. It's a, it's a complicated thing, man. It, no, it, it is. It is. Now, um, now, sign, now yeah. if he was, if, if you got Dallas Keuchel and he was decent, you know, not Cy Young Dallas Keuchel, but, you know, but not stiff Dallas Keuchel, um, that, now it, it does allow you with all this pitching depth. You know, you you could make a trade or something like that. But, but I I think they sign him because I think what you're saying is makes sense, Jay. And I think they know that they need an innings eater, and he can't be worse than James Shields. And James Shields would, you know, we're talking about 150 uh, to 170 innings here. Right, and and uh, no, I, I, I that's interesting to hear you say that you think they that you, that you think they sign him. But I think it needs to be done soon. Because, you know, this as we talked about, I mean, they, it's it's a situation where you, you just can't sign a guy today, and it's not you know signing signing a football player and he pops in four days later and carries twenty five times. Um, <laughs> you know, right. he's 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 got to get ready, and and while he gets ready, that's a guy's only going to start thirty two games anyway. He's already missed one. Um, you figure while he's getting ready, he's going to miss four or five more. And at 31, in case now you're at 25, and then, oh, well, what if there is one injured list right. today, and now you're down to 20, and you're paying him 15 mil? And I really should have said, look, I think it makes a lot of sense. I'm making a, a somewhat educated guess, and I probably should have said I wouldn't be surprised if mm-hmm. they signed him versus I'm not making a prediction. That was a little rash. I got excited. Fantastic day was just yesterday, Jay. I'm still kind of <laughs> running on adrenaline here. Anyway. It's uh, it, you know what? I, I'm telling everybody this. I just had a thing with my. Uh, I take my car, and guys are asking me about the team. Um, you know, um, just it's all weekend, people asking. Here's my answer. I don't know how good they're going to be this year. They're a heck of a lot more exciting, more enjoyable to watch. That's what we know. No, I agree. That's the bottom line. Like I said yesterday, the the scene when when Machado came up at, with the bases loaded. I mean, that that's just something people haven't gotten that excited. Uh, about it's still not to the point where you know people aren't standing with strike. You know, there was a point yesterday where Paddock had struck yeah. out the first two guys yeah. in the inning and he had two strikes and I was kind of thinking 
okay, people are going to get up and start cheering, and like nobody moved, and uh, it was like, okay, <laughs> th- things, it's it's you know, it's still not it's still not there yet, but right. and and I'm not a I'm huge gonna... I'm not a huge fan of of people cheering on every two strike pitch, but I think that that was a situation where he he was trying to strike out the side. It kind of expected that. Uh, in little, his second major league reaction. inning, right in his second major league <laughs> inning, I expected a little more of a reaction than that. But look, that's the kind of stuff that is going to come down the road and and everything. But it's more. Uh, you, you're right. More people are talking about the Padres. I, I just, you know, you, you hope that people are going to be realistic. But you know, I guess part of part of being a fan for a lot of people is not being realistic. It's just letting letting the moments happen as they do and. And you know they just won a series three out of four against the Giants. There were there were way more Padre fans in the ballpark this weekend, as as Austin Hedges mentioned uh, to you. Way more Padre fans than Giant fans, which rarely happens. Um, you know, let's see. I, I'm curious what kind of crowds they draw the next three nights. I mean, the, these are games that in the past few years I don't even think they they would announce twenty thousand for any of these games. Uh, so let let's see what uh, let's see what they draw the next. Uh, the next couple nights and then Wednesday afternoon. And that'll give us a little bit of an indication as well as to uh, uh, how the, how the fever is taking hold uh, in, in town, but it's, it's definitely, uh, it's, it's definitely different than in the past. And, and I, I think, I think everyone should enjoy that. And, uh, and, and for, for as long as it lasts and, and, and hopefully this isn't, you know, look, if it falls apart at some point this year, it doesn't mean that the whole team's, that the whole situation is a disaster just means that they're just not quite ready yet. I, that's what we've all expected. And I think that that's what they expect in the building. Not that it will fall apart, but it, like that's the mindset. What you just said is, is the mindset in the building. Like, and that is their big, like it's a fascinating time to be AJ Preller right now. And to be the guys that uh, tell AJ whether he can spend money or not, because you have this, this vision of what the future is. You don't want to screw it up and you want to maximize its potential, but you're also at a point where, well, wait a minute, maybe if we make some moves, we're like going to accelerate this process. It's a fascinating time, the convergence of the future and the present right right now. Right. No, I, uh, I agree. So, uh, all right, well, we will leave it. We will leave it here for now. And then we will do this again, uh, in St. Louis. I'm not sure if we'll do it. We'll have to talk whether we do it Thursday before the game there, or, or wait until the off day on Friday. Uh, but yeah, uh, it is an early game. Uh, it's an afternoon. It's uh, actually the Cardinals' home opener. Right. Uh, I could go either way, Jay. But you know, we'll, you know what we'll do? We'll talk about that when we're done with the podcast. Let's let's see what happens. But for now, All we'll right. leave everybody. Thanks for thanks for joining us, and uh, enjoy the uh, the rest of the homestand here. All right. Thank you.